0: Today on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast, episode number 68, I have a question. Is it possible to have a happy divorce, co-parent without being disrespectful to the other co-parent? We answer those questions next with my guest, Teresa Hollow, author of the book, Happily Divorce, next on the podcast. Let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad Podcast a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley. I want to say really, say thank you for being here. This is a podcast about a journey to discovery, trying to figure out this parenting thing or challenges we need as an individual person. Come I man, I don't have the answers. Do you? So that's why I bring these guests on so we can, I'm trying to figure out stuff. Me and you can figure out stuff together. I know as a dad and a parent, time limited. So I appreciate you being here. I'm not an expert. I'm on a journey just like you trying to figure this out one day at a time. Next up, my guest, Teresa Harlow, author of the book, Happily Divorce, The Journey of Co-Parenting. This topic kind of hits on me because I'm divorced and I co-parent my son's mom. And the reason bringing Teresa on because the topic's relevant. Divorce is, it seems, the normal thing nowadays. And it's hard by nature. It's adversarial. People are bitter towards each other, mean to each other, but do we really have to be? I mean, it changes everything when kids are involved in the divorce process. Sometimes I think we need to use the golden rule. Something that Teresa talks about in this interview, treat others the way we want to be treated. This is a great conversation with Teresa. We talk about the ins and outs of co-parenting. And try to navigate through divorce. So let's jump right in. Welcome, Teresa.
1: Thanks, Joe. Good to be here.
0: I got I to gotta ask a question. You know, I want to start. I want to get to know you a little bit about the co-parenting because I, I I can relate to you in a lot of many ways. What yeah. is one positive thing, one positive thing about the divorce and co-parenting you, you experienced?
1: You know, this is going to sound really funny, but my ex-husband and I actually learned to treat each other respectfully as a result of our divorce and subsequent co-parenting. I mean it's funny because it's something we couldn't figure out how to do when we were married right mm-hmm.
0: What kind of things you learned what was it like how did you come to that way of being?
1: Well, so it really kind of started with the pronouncement of the divorce you know I I told it was my. My ultimate decision to say, hey, we got to we got to end this. And as I was telling um, my ex-husband, whose name is Bob, that news, he said to me, Teresa, you realize you're going to miss half of your son's life. And what he meant by that was, you know, whether, you know, we, we were obviously not going to live together. Bob and I and as a result there would be some limitations on how much time I would spend with with Ian our son and it could be up to half and if that was going to be the case those times when he was spending time with his dad were not going to be times I would be there to see what he was experiencing as he said that to me it, it just weighed on me really heavily it was like wow you know it took me 2 years to get pregnant mm-hmm. And I didn't do that just so that I could then give up half of the experience of parenting. So it really, in my mind at least, forced me to find a better way forward. I, I wasn't willing to do that. I had to figure out how we could uh, coexist and and you know do the simple things at least be in the same place so that if. Our son was in a couple sports young. He was a, in into soccer and he was into T ball at that point.
0: And you remember T ball, right? Well my my yeah, I remember, but my son's yeah, but I remember coaching his uh soccer team when he was four. That was like hurting a bunch of cats. Oh, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Totally. (laughs) Well, and you know, or when they're at T-ball, they're playing in the rocks, you know, that are (laughs) in the infield. But, uh, you know, I didn't want to, uh, have what I had seen in some divorced families where either the father or the mother goes to the event, but they can't be in the same place at the same time because it's going to be, you know, uncomfortable for everyone, including the child. So I I wanted to make sure that wasn't going to be the case because I wasn't willing to give it up. And I I honestly didn't want Ian to have to give up his father being there for those special moments either, um, because I felt he deserved that from both of us. So it, it really gave me the motivation to, to find a better way.
0: What is one of like being a, being a mom as in co-parenting, and how stressful is that for you and your end? How is it different? Is it you know how is it, how do you deal with it?
1: Um, well, I'll tell you one of the things that's that's stressful on a on a single mom, uh, there's lots of things that are stressful. And this one may not sound like the emotionally charged stressful item maybe you were looking for, but just little things like stuff that breaks around the house (laughs) (laughs) and, and, you know, boy, I'm sounding really like, you know, I don't know, feminist or whatever, anti-feminist, but I just wasn't taught those things by my dad, you know? Uh, so you know i had a boat and i was trying to put together the um the hitch so that i could attach the boat to it and i was not strong enough to to get this thing together and i i remember being in the driveway and literally just bursting into tears because i was like oh my gosh i'm on my own and and you know there's this this stupid thing that if i i just had bob here we we wouldn't be dealing with this and it's all my choice that i'm in this scenario so you know i had to take on some things that were were not um you know, in my experience, and and in my book of tricks, and we didn't have YouTube twenty years ago <laughs> when all this started. Now you can pretty much learn anything on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. But I just had to be uh, creative and, and come up with ways to deal with things that, in the moment, I had to do that were were not in my in in my experience. Um, you know, that's more on the that's more on the pedestrian side of things, right? But. But there were other things that were that were more emotional to deal with. You know, one thing that comes to mind is, is having to get through the holidays. And I bet you've experienced this yes. too, right? Yes. And it's different whether you're a mom or a dad. You, you no longer are really experiencing that customary whole family scenario where everybody sits around the dinner table together and has this you know photographic time <laughs> 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 whatever um so that was that was challenging and you know I, honestly now that my son's 25 I still struggle with that one because he does still split his time between us pretty evenly and uh you know every year when it comes to Thanksgiving I we always talk ahead of time Ian and I do about where he's going to spend Thanksgiving and and if I learn that it's not going to be my turn this year, because he's pretty even about that, he's a, he's a Libra. I don't know if you know much about no, uh, no, no. <laughs> sun signs, but they're the, they're the balance, balancers, everything's got to be even. So, uh, I have to figure out how I'm going to come through that day and it be a, you know, me not be the downer for everybody. <laughs>
0: It's different. It's difficult. I mean, I, I totally understand my first Christmas. Um, yeah, it was the one of the tough Christmas. And you gotta, you gotta try to figure out how to deal with it. I mean, you're like, yeah, it, it doesn't feel the same. And I totally understand where you're coming from.
1: Yeah. You know, something we did that, and one of the reasons I wrote this book is because we we were creative and open-minded about some things we handled. Our first Christmas, we were about six months into our separation. I don't think we were officially divorced yet. And um, Bob had already, uh, well, he had moved in with his sister and I had bought a home mm-hmm. And I thought about Ian waking up for Christmas morning and he still, you know, was into Santa and all that stuff and him coming down the stairs and being all excited and Bob not being there to, to see that. And it made me sad. It made me sad for him. Mm -hmm. And. It also made me think, wow, is Ian going to be looking around? Where's dad? Why isn't he here enjoying this with us? And I offered to Bob to sleep on our couch and to uh, be able to
0: wake up here that morning. That's a very so- – I'm sorry. That's a, I, had a, I just had a, to say it's a very positive thing. That's a very good thing because some parents, especially going through the situation you've been through, and don't always um, – not always nice to each other. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah it mildly. <laughs> I, I remember going through the process and I remember going through the divorce process and they always say it's adversarial. The whole process is adversarial and it continues on. If if the two parents I mean, I, I know two parents actually can come to some kind of arrangement or agreement.
1: Yeah. I I'm, I've been on the, uh, other side of observing those, those type of scenarios. I, I dated this one guy for like four years and he and his, uh, daughter's mom, they never actually got married, but, uh, you know, she was 10 years old when, um, he and I started dating. Mm-hmm. Um, actually maybe, a, maybe a year or two younger than that, but anyway, uh, they had been in a custody battle over her for ten years. Oh wow, that's not good. I mean, really, uh, you 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 had a stack of papers like I don't know, an inch or more thick of all the all the custody proceedings that had taken place over the years. Crazy stuff. And she would continuously um, deny visitation when he was supposed to have it by you know their arrangement with the courts. And, you know, that didn't help anyone. She probably thought she was winning, but really she wasn't because she was miserable in it because her daughter would be upset because she didn't get to see her dad. And, and if your child's not happy, it's, you're probably not as happy as you could be otherwise, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I just, I just feel like a lot of times people bring this misery on themselves I'm hoping that some of the the tips that I have to share through the book and and the topics we cover and the ways we solve some of our problems will help somebody else to
0: to solve something they're going through. One thing that's interesting, and I, I was looking at some of the stuff here, and I, and an interesting topic. I was thinking about what is the golden rule method. I, I kind of kind of an idea what it is, but what is it to you? Well, so hopefully you remember what the golden rule is. Mm -hmm.
1: So, you know, really it's treat someone else, treat others the way you want to be treated. You know, I think in biblical terms, if you're into that, it's do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And what that's all about is, you know, put yourself in the other person's shoes, and would you want someone to say to you what you're about to say to them? Would you want them to do to you what you're about to do to them? You know, if you think about it and kind of try to play a, what I'll term as a role reversal and say, okay, this is about to be said. And if someone were saying it to me, how would I receive that? Would I like it or would it tick me off? <laughs> <laughs> and if it's gonna have a negative impact it's probably something you should think about saying differently because you 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 don't want to put that out there because look if you put that out there and treat somebody else in that negative fashion you're probably going to get that
0: in return I was thinking about that too the golden rule my I and mean, then the method I inspire some of what I use with my or my son's mother i always think it is what I, what i do to her affects my son yeah what it does to me affects my son so i think that's very similar i think in a way and you try to not try to you know you think you know think the same way you did about i'm not going to be mean or vicious or um you know nasty you know you know, try to treat you like human beings
1: yeah you know it's it's true too you can you can think of it that way for some people that's probably easier to think, well, you know it may be easier to consider what it's doing to your child than what it's doing to an ex spouse who you no longer choose to be with right You may not be able to get to that place where you care about that as much, <laughs> but you certainly are gonna care about how your child feels. So you can, you can use that as, as a motivation to,
0: you know, think about how you want to, um, speak to someone else. It's not an easy thing to do. I mean, it's not an easy thing to do, but you gotta, you gotta, I, I hate to say this word, but you gotta have some maturity about it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Interestingly, I mean, like I was saying, um, a couple minutes ago, I think that we were not mature communicators with one another when we were married.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of those problems are what led to our eventual, you know, de- demise, really. Um, we, we didn't consider what the other person was saying. We didn't listen. Uh, we reacted a lot. The The co-parenting situation forced me to be less reactive because every time I reacted, there was a consequence that involved me potentially losing out on
0: something I wanted to experience with my son. What are some positive ways of co-parenting? What are some positive ways that you and your your father, I mean, your son's father has developed over the years? Can you give us some positive tips? Maybe you can share. Um, well, there were lots
1: of intentional choices we made that that really just set us up to to have an easier go of it. Um, you know, I think one of the most pivotal, pivotal choices we made was to, to live close. Mm -hmm. By living close, it really got rid of a a lot of the inconveniences, if you will, of living separate. You know, we didn't have to spend a lot of time um, going back and forth between homes. We literally lived a half a mile by road Mm -hmm. and a quarter mile walking distance from each other. So, you know, that took care of a lot of problems that we didn't end up having to deal with because it just wasn't part of of our scenario. Another thing we we did was we agreed on a schedule of how we would split our time with our son, and we stuck we stuck to it. We kept our commitments to that and kept it consistent. You know, I think a lot of what keeps children in a better scenario, and you know, uh, so that they not just behave, but but are happier in their existence is, is consistency and predictability. They constantly don't know where they're going to be tomorrow or where their clothes are going to be or where that special toy is going to be or where their friends are going to be tomorrow. Then it just leaves them... Not sure uh, of what what's going on and and how to deal with things becomes more difficult for them.
0: What is 10 ways? I'm thinking another way too. How much, you know, 10 ways to regain time with kids after divorce? Because after divorce is kind of messy. Everything's, yeah. um, you're trying to figure that out. Everything, sometimes just, you're just trying to. Wing it, I think, honestly, <laughs> you have, a, yeah. you have a rules with a divorce, with a court system, but you're trying to figure things out. How is, like, how do you gain some time back with the kids after divorce? Yeah,
1: I've got I've got lots of um, thoughts on that one. I do have my ten ways for regaining that time. Um, besides living close, which was a big uh, contributor there, and and agreeing on that schedule, um, you have to also remain flexible in that schedule. You know, so that if there's a special time that uh, that your let's say your your spouse is taking a special Disney trip, um, with family and it's a once in a lifetime sort of opportunity to go and, you know, it's happens to be your week, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you have to, to allow some flexibility there so that, you know, later on down the road, you may need that in return. But with that, I'd say some other ways to regain time. You know, one of the things we did was, and again, this was before, (laughs) makes me sound so old. (laughs) It's before FaceTime, before Skype, talking to our child on the phone every day. Um, We did that at at least once a day, usually at the end of the day, I'd call and and talk to Ian and say, hey, how was your day? And get him to talk about school or friends or what special thing happened to him that day. And just that little bit of connecting kind of, again, it it instilled some consistency. Mom is there always. Dad is there always. Uh, Not just on the week that you have your visitation, which that word just... Bothers me. Mm -hmm. Visitation, doesn't it remind you of like hospitals or or prisons? (laughs) Jail <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, it's like what a what an offensive word, seriously. I I, I just like to call it parenting time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some other things, you know, are, are really basic, volunteering to be the before or after school parent. Uh it, since Bob and I lived close, it, it made it even easier for us to make this choice. But you know, you have to we both worked full time and uh so At one point, he went to work earlier than I did and he got off earlier. So it worked out such that I could be the before school parent and he would drop in off to me every day. And then he was the after school parent and pick him up and they got to spend time every evening. So, you know, it it just rather than going to not strangers, but, you know, some daycare or some other caretakers home uh, when there was this opportunity to see your child every day, that was a really big um, win for both of us.
0: It's always nice to see I me. Mean, I mean, phone calls are great. I mean, wrong, yeah. you wrong. And we have the technology now to do FaceTime and Skype yeah. and, and see them on the, on the screen, but actually get to hold them, give them a kiss, give them a hug, tell them how much you love them. Because it right. it's like it, it, it. it's much, much more and much better, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really um, I wish we would have had FaceTime and, and Skype then. But <laughs> yeah, it, it is better. Some of the other simple things that that parents will sometimes concede because they don't want it to be awkward or that they're afraid they can't work it out is just attending all of the the events your child has. Like we would both go to all the soccer games, most of the practices. Um, My son was in um, rock bands. Well, he's actually still in rock bands, Uh, but he started a rock band in fifth grade. Oh wow! And uh, so every time there was a performance, you know, mom and dad were both going to be there, you know, because we insisted on this amicable existence. We, we could both be there to enjoy and not have to give up those times. Some of the other uh, people I've observed in this scenario have have done some have taken some steps also that. You know, they're not necessarily extraordinary, but they're not things that people just think about that they're going to be able to do or maybe they don't think to offer it. You know, offering to transport the kid to their practice um, back and forth. You know, there's if you've got two or more kids, I don't know how parents do when they have so many kids and they got to get them to several places all at the same time and pick them up. And, you know, I've, I've been in a relationship with, um, my fiance now for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's right. a whole other show. <laughs> well, Congratulations on that. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been engaged for, I think seven of those years maybe. And, uh, he would offer to be the, the person to, to pick up or, or transport, you know, their daughter or son to the other events. Cause that gave him a chance to, to see his, children. And, you know, a lot of times parents just don't stay flexible enough. They just get really hung up on, well, here's what the court said we're going to do. And that's what everybody's got to do. And it's like, look, the court's not going to be in your home every day uh, enforcing that for one. Uh, that should be your 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 go-to when, when you guys can't agree. You can fall back on that. But there's a whole range of choices beyond that legal agreement that you can take advantage of when it makes sense to do it. Well, I
0: think it's like the court the court, like the courts when you have the arrangements, it's kind of like a like a like a how to say this um an outline and it, it, it can go different directions. This is an outline, a tool to use right that we- yeah exactly. Um, another question is the upcoming book. Uh we know you to talk about that. I know you have it it's not when is it gonna be released? Do you have an idea?
1: Yeah, um, I'm shooting for July. I was saying mid-July up until a couple weeks ago, and it may slip a week or two. But I'm I'm hell bent on getting this thing out the door <laughs> July. Um, you know, I'm, I work full time, so it's trying to fit it in uh, between everything. But uh, right now, I'm I'm looking at uh, mid July to late July. And I actually have a book launch coming up here locally with friends. I call it the friends and family book launch Mm -hmm. and that's scheduled for October 12th. So come hell or high water, we're going to have printed books at that thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, can you tell us some people like, um, what would you, what would be in the book? Kind of like your story? What would be in the book?
1: Well, it's in, so one thing I I make sure people realize it. It's not a how-to. Okay, it's not a manual because mm-hmm. uh, I by no means got it all right. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I try to be pretty authentic in there to to say, hey, this particular thing we did didn't really work out as well as we would have liked. And and here are some thoughts on in retrospect how we could have done it better. Um, but the Cool part about happily divorced is that it's it's not just me uh, leading the reader through a variety of different scenarios that we had to navigate as co-parents, but I also bring in Bob, my ex-husband, who wrote the forward,
0: and he gives his perspective. It's nice to see both. It's nice to hear both sides of the, um, the story, both sides of. The
1: yeah, story. you know, I thought that might lend some credibility to it because, look, it's easy for me to say in my mind it all went great, mm-hmm. but if he disagrees with that entirely, it all kind of falls apart. Um, and the other thing that um, I did with the book is ask my son to respond to a few chapters. So I think he responded to four chapters and gave his. His um, perspective. Um, how did things go for him? And so again, it's it's to is to provide some validity to the full story. Um, how did each party that took place in this come out of it?
0: It's gonna um, be an interesting book because we share the stories because a lot of people kind of need some kind of guidance. And like you said, no nobody gets it right. Nobody, right. but it, some people, it's better. It's better.
1: Yeah. Right at the beginning, I, I talk about some of the disqualifiers, because quite frankly, this isn't for everyone. <laughs> I mean, there are some things that that really have to be there for, for this to be possible. You know, I think where there's any kind of, of um, physical violence, you know, even verbal abuse, those sorts of things. Verbal abuse is kind of a gray area. Okay. But but physical violence, crime, <laughs> you know, uh, where people are actually getting hurt. I, I don't think you're you're going to be able to, to make this type of scenario work. Um, I think you really have to be grounded in similar values of what's right and wrong. Um, and you have to be open-minded. Uh, but beyond that, I think a lot of people will assume they can't do it. Who really should give it a shot? If you if you don't know you can't do it you probably can
0: yes because you're gonna put your, you get in the end of the day you got to put the child first you have to put the child yeah. you got and and they got to put your differences aside yep final thoughts wrapping up I want to give a final thoughts what would you, one couple I say one or two tips maybe you give to parents who are going through the divorce process now and um, maybe need a little bit of advice and advice about co-parenting
1: well um, I would say to consider your Shared parenting arrangement and and what I mean by that. And shared parenting is not a legal term. It's an agreement to jointly parent your child. And through our agreement, we established that schedule that we would split, you know, time with our child, what our uh, distance of living uh, maximum distance could be, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So because you can't really foretell um, what will happen in the future. Someone gets transferred or whatever to another state. Are they just going to take off with the child if they're the you know residential parent? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you can put some things in there to uh, guard against those type of decisions at least being made without consideration of of your needs and and rights. Um, but the 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 really big thing, and this message transcends co-parenting and goes to all relationships, and that is back to this idea of treating the other person like you want to be treated. If you at least go that far, then you're probably not going to go careening off the path too far into bad behavior because you're constantly thinking, would I want someone to say that to me? And if the answer is no, then you, you stop and you revise what you're about
0: to say or do. So remember the golden rule. Oh, um, also, where they can connect you, they want to reach out to you and find more about you. Sure. I have a, a blog. I have a website. It's TeresaHarlow.com.
1: That's T-E-R-E-S-A-H-A-R-L-O-W.com. And I share a lot of the tips from the book in the form of really chapters that I share from the book on the blog. And I also share stories from other co-parents that have agreed to let me use their, them as additional examples of positive co-parenting. I'm also available through Facebook under Teresa Harlow. And uh, on both Instagram and Twitter as Teresa Harlow, one, two, three. That's my birthday. <laughs> now you all have the
0: burden of knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure we send happy birthdays. I'll make I, sure- I expect it. <laughs> <laughs> I will make sure I put all links in the show notes and I will um, make sure I, when the book is available, I'll make sure I link that too. I want to okay. say thank you, Teresa, be on the podcast today. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. It was awesome. Appreciate it. Well, wrapping up, I want to say thanks to Teresa Hollow for being a guest on the podcast. And you can find more about Teresa Hollow over at com. She has a blog. She talks about parenting, co-parenting, divorce. She has a link to a book over there. And all the links we have in this episode will be at com slash eight. Hey, please reach out. Leave a comment if you have a question. We just want to say hello or leave a comment on the show us Continue the conversation. Because divorce and co-parenting is a it's a balancing act, and I know this would be a great topic to have conversation. Please leave a comment in the com in the comments, and if you have any questions, or want to contact me, you can find all my contact information: nocityonthesideline dot com slash contact. I really want to say thank you for listening. You made it this far, I really, it really means a lot. Until next time, take care, give your kids a hug, and tell them how much you love them. God bless. See you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.